Hello and welcome to the show. It's me, John Park, and this is John Park's Workshop. Uh, this is our special uh, day after Christmas Yuletide Hacking Edition. Uh, and I want to thank you for stopping by for the show. If uh, you were celebrating uh, holidays over the last uh, few days or yesterday, uh, I appreciate you, you popping in to check out what's going on on the, uh, the old Adafruit live stream here. Uh, let's see, we've got um, some fun stuff in store, some of the uh, typical things that you may expect from the John Parks Workshop live, live stream. However, I'm not doing a project this week. I'm, I'm uh, taking this week and next week off from doing new projects. So uh, rather than uh, do a project build segment on the show today, I'll be uh, doing a little bit of uh, wrap-ups of some things that I like and some tools that I use that I thought might be interesting and uh, maybe some techniques uh, will come out of that too. If people have questions or suggestions, then uh, Please come by the chat. Hello, Connor McCarter over in the YouTube chat. Gave me a thumbs up on the sound. That's good. Uh, and also see Grover over in our Discord chat. Hello, and thanks for uh, metering the sound also. Um, let's see. I wanted to, uh, how about start off with a, uh, a couple of our typical housekeeping things. Um, first off, actually, I'll mention I'm using a new version of the operating system. I, I uh run this on an iMac, a pretty fast iMac Pro actually, and I had been running uh, High Sierra until a couple days ago because I like to stay a couple versions behind on critical software. Um, but I decided to chance it and move up to Mojave, so now I'm only one operating system behind. And along with that came a new version of Wirecast, which is my broadcasting software, and uh, so far, I'm liking it. It's got some, uh, I've, I've jumped up from version 7 to version 13, so quite a few uh, updates and improvements. It's looking nice, but uh, tell me if anything weird happens. Um, one thing I've got happening new is uh, I've turned on some slower transitions just because I thought they looked cool. We could have always done that, but uh, there you go. Uh, hey, Aditya Ruge, bonjour. This is Aditya from France. Hello, welcome for uh, stopping in. And hey, Cap Electronics. Uh, all of our good people over on YouTube checking us out. Thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, so, hey, I wanted to mention this. Did you know we have a jobs board? Um, we have a jobs board right here at jobs.adafruit.com. And our jobs board uh, is free. It's always going to be free for you to post positions or to post up your info if you're looking for work. Hey, Christian Torres, also over in YouTube land. Welcome. Uh, so if you check out our jobs board at jobs.adafruit.com, You'll see uh, here in the positions, uh, there's, a, there's a new one as of December 23rd. This is an open science hardware product developer position at Our Science LLC in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, looks interesting. Looks like they are seeking a unicorn of the science hardware variety. So that's uh, already intriguing. Um, but go check that out. And also, uh, if you're interested, you, all you need is your, your Adafruit login. Your, uh, your same login that we use for any kind of logging into to the store. Um, for signing up for newsletters, but we won't spam you. We won't send you anything you don't want. You can uh, back out at any time. But anyway, if you want to check out jobs.adafruit.com, it is right there waiting for you to check it out. Uh, also, for our uh, Yuletide amusement, I've got a coupon code. So if you want to go over to the, to the Adafruit store and pick up some cool stuff, uh, you can type in this coupon 
and it'll get you 10% off on checkout. The uh, coupon code is YULEGOAT. Um, what is a YULEGOAT? Well, that's one. Uh, apparently, in a number of Northern European uh, cultures, there are variations on goats that are involved with the whole Yuletide proceedings, and I kind of liked this one. Uh, so I chose that as our coupon code. So Yule-Goat, Y-U-L-E-G-O-A-T, will get you 10% off in the store. Um, and speaking of the store, I've got a product pick of the week this week, and it's a lovely little device. It's the Pi Portal Pint. In fact, I have one uh, right here. Oh, I've moved it over to the side. Uh, this is the Pi Portal Pint. It is a smaller version of our Pi Portal, and it's adorable. But the uh, cool thing is that it's basically the identical hardware. Uh, it's smaller. It goes from a 3.2-inch down to a 2.4-inch display. Same resolution, same number of pixels. Um, and it is identical hardware other than we had to drop the temperature sensor. But the cool thing is it has all the same input-output, uh, same chip. You can use the same identical code on it as you would on a regular Pi Portal. Just the code has no idea that it's not on the uh, Pi Portal if you put it on the Pi Portal Pint. And it's nice and small. Look at the size of this thing. I dig, I dig this little cute device. So uh, interested in seeing what kind of projects people come up with when they can use a slightly smaller uh, version of that gizmo. Uh, we also have the Titano, but that's not my product pick of the week. The uh, Titano is the even bigger one, but the... Uh, Pint is our product pick of the week, so go check it out uh, in the store. And I think we even have some in stock, so it's, uh, let's see, do I have them up here? Yeah, there is the Pint, Pi Portal Pint, and it's in stock. 76 of them are in stock, in fact, as of right now. Let's see how many people can buy them during the show today. We'll check the numbers. Let me refresh that. Let's see, we're still at 76? We are, good. All right, well, if you're interested in getting a Pi Portal Pint, go ahead and do it. And don't forget, if you uh, honor our Yule Goat, on checkout, you will get 10% off. Uh, so let's see, what have we got? That's my product pick of the week. Um, and I think that's probably a good time to jump into this little thing called the Make Code Minute. All right, let me pop up my Chrome browser and a little mini me, oh, that's not so mini. That hat, it looks particularly big. There we go. Uh, all right, so for the Make Code Minute today, what I wanted to do was show you how you can create your own animation cycle for doing festive lights on a Circuit Playground Express using the Cricut to plug in an external NeoPixel strip. So, in fact, let's uh, pop up the overhead, and I will show you what I'm working with here, which is... Circuit Playground Express on a Cricut, and I'll turn this on, and you'll see I've got this external strip here. Oh, did I unplug it? What's happening? Ooh, live demo, and I just blew something up. Let's see if something got disconnected. You saw that flash, right? That was not a good sign. What happened? I had this running right before the show. Huh. Well, the good thing is I actually have a movie of it, so I can, uh, we can pretend that never happened. But I will show you the reason I did this, and I've, I've teased this before. Uh, we have a little uh, 
village, a little Lego village that we put up for the holidays. And I decided I wanted to light them up. And previously I had just uh, done some static uh, lights, but this time I decided to put a little bit of animation in there that fades the lights up and down and swaps the colors between red, white, and green. Okay, so here's how we can create this type of an animation inside of make code. You'll see that in my onStart block, I'm setting up a few variables for things like the brightness level it'll get to, the speed I'm using, uh, and then I've identified three sets of pixels that are the greens, the silvers, I called them, and the reds. Uh, and those variables have numbers 0, 1, and 2. Then I set up a strip of NeoPixels on A1, and that's that port uh, on the Cricut. And I'm saying I've got 30 uh, pixels on this strip. And then I set the strip brightness to be the same value as my fade bright, which I'm reusing a few times, so it's easier to uh, call that in a variable than use the number over and over again. And then here's how I'm setting the uh, pixels into uh, alternating green, white, and red. I'm setting the strip pixel color to greens, but I'm only doing that on pixel zero, and then two, and then five, and so on. So I iterate 10 times through and pick every third pixel. Then I do the same with the white, although that one starts at one, so uh, it's the next set, and then red is the next set after that. So that's what gives us that uh, green, white, red, green, white, red. Then in the forever loop here, uh, this is the fading. So I index from 0 to 30, and I set the strip brightness to the fade bright value, uh, and then I subtract 1 from that value until uh, we've gone through 30 times. Then we rotate the, the strip pixels by 1, which essentially is what moves the colors over, and then we bring the brightness back up. Uh, and one thing I put in here that's helpful is you can see the uh, in the simulator here, I'm graphing the brightness value. So I actually have the uh, little switch on the Circuit Playground Express changing the speed of my uh, mapping. So you can see here it's now a lot slower. And then we can flip the switch and have it be brighter when it gets to that next one, you'll see. Um, and so that is how we can adjust the brightness values to ramp the colors up and down and then change their pixels once every uh, loop that we go through on the Circuit Playground Express running on the Cricut using Make Code. And that is your Make Code Minute. All right, it's totally perplexing. What did I do to blow up this guy? Here, let's, let's zoom this out. Let's see if we can troubleshoot this briefly. Uh, so I actually have a different NeoPixel strip um, in the house that I've um, soldered on one of these three-pin JST connectors so it plugs in nicely. Uh, the one that I set up for this demo here, I have running through these little connectors, which is what I was suspecting maybe my problem was being caused by one of those slipping out. So I'm just going to check those again. Yeah, it seems bizarre that it was just running fine, and when I started it here, it seemed to be a very sudden... No, there we go. I think I had a loose connection.
All right, so let's leave that on for a second so you can see what I was talking about. And I'll edit this into that uh, video later. So uh, here, if you watch one pixel, let's say this one, you'll see it goes green, red, white, green, red, white. And so they're traveling. Uh, you can follow one if we see it goes green, 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 green. So it's heading down the row, essentially. Uh, this is, I think, in the fast mode. If I flip the switch, there's the slow mode. And that is our little demo of what I've got going on with my little Christmas lights. So uh, I thought this was kind of fun because sometimes you don't want to use the canned animations that are available inside of MakeCode. And this is a way that you can uh, essentially create your own custom animation. And you could also use um, function blocks to sort of neaten up the code and give yourself different variations, different color sets. You could maybe cycle through them with the buttons on the Circuit Playground Express. So um, glad that's working now. I don't know what I did before. It must have just been a loose connection there. Uh, all right, so let's see. I wanted to check in on Discord and see what's going on over there. Uh, oh, we've got helicopters. Yule Goat, yes, Yanisku, that's our, that's our uh, coupon code. And I'm guessing that you know a thing or two about Yule Goats being from Northern Europe as you are, right? Um, we pretty much associate Santa Claus with deer here. Deer, goat, similar. Uh, all right, well, why don't we take a look now at our uh, Make Code Arcade Game of the Week. And for that, we'll head back to this Chrome browser here. And my pick of the week is called Just Eat and Eat. And uh, this game actually has had a couple of updates to it. Um, but Just Eat and Eat by Rehan Panchi256 uh, is a pretty cool game. It's very difficult. Let me, let me switch over to um, show you the game here. So a couple things I'll point out before I start it. So this is in the simulator. When I hit start, it'll, uh, it'll begin from the top. And we have a cool little animation. Watch the character here. So he's hungry. He's patting his tummy. He wants to eat something. Uh, he looks over at that burger with one eye, too. He says, eat the burger. Uh, I'm going to press the A key or the Z on my keyboard here. Uh, and I'll use the arrow keys to move around. It says, press the A button to dash. Uh, now, I've turned off the timer on this because it's very difficult and would go by in a flash before I got to show you much. So I've turned off the timer in code. Um, but essentially, the way the game works is you can move around and look for stuff to eat. When you press that... Uh, dash button and you're moving, character moves really fast. So you can see here, uh, this is the speed at which the game is meant to be played so that you don't die before the time runs out. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. So you can just cruise around slowly, but you'll never make it. So you, you're going to have to hold that button down and dash real crazy fast. Um, so let's take a look at how this was done. Uh, I'll get out of full screen mode here. I'll hide the simulator. Um, the dash function is what I want to look at, and the way that uh, this was coded is in the, there's a game update uh, check every millisecond, and then whatever code is inside this block is going to run. Uh, if the game has started, then here's, here's our uh, speed up. We're moving the character, which is the name of the sprite, they called it character, move char with the buttons, 
and it's using a uh, preset variable for speed X and speed Y. If you press the button, that speed X is set to 700, and I believe uh, down below it also does the same for Y and sets that uh, to 700 as well. Um, so that is what's overriding the, the uh, default. If the button is lifted, then the velocity uh, drops back down to normal. And so that's how we get this really cool uh, speed up. And you'll also notice there's an effect trail uh, being set here, as well as, uh, let me see if I can get the game started again. There are uh, destruction effects happening to some of the uh, landscape. So when I'm walking around, you'll notice that I'm walking around just fine. When I hit Z and move, I blow away all of those tiles, uh, which is pretty cool. So there's actually a, uh, more than may meet the eye here at first. Uh, after a while, too, you'll get poison uh, that shows up that you can't eat. These little sort of beakers uh, like show up that you don't want to eat. Uh, let's see if we can get one of those to show up. I would never make it this far if I hadn't enabled my cheat of turning off the timer because it's impossibly difficult. Let's see, I wonder if we have to break a high score to... Oh, I just think a poison showed up. Oh, so there's a poison, and I don't want to eat that. Oh, I just did, so I lost, lost a life. Let's eat the last one and see if we die. Oh, game over. Uh, so that is my uh, arcade game pick of the week. It's called Just Eat and Eat, uh, and I recommend you go check that out uh, in the forum.microsoft.com in the arcade category. You can see new games as they come up. Uh, so that's my pick of the week. All right. Um, let's see now. Uh, you'll notice I got my festive hat. This is the one I made last week, and now I've got um, a page to add. I haven't done it yet, but I'm hoping uh, soon. Uh, the holidays have, have made it a little hectic around here, but I hope soon to add this to the uh, Santa Cyborg Eye uh, project. And actually what I found is that I can hide that eye just up in the top here. So I'm actually running the eye there too, which doesn't help battery life. So, so you could revisit this project with, uh, without running a TFT screen the whole time, or I could dim the blacklight uh, when I want to. Um, but so in lieu of a uh, project this week, I wanted to uh, do a little bit of a Take a look at some things that I like, some tools uh, that I use, and, and maybe even a couple little uh, tips, tricks, and some uh, potential projects that I have uh, that, I'm, that I'm considering in the future. Um, so let's pop over to the workbench and talk about some of these things that I've been using a lot, finding really useful tools, tools-wise, uh, mostly this past year. Um, so let's see, let me start off with, I'm going to pop the uh, camera in there. Ooh, look at that thing, zoom in like that. Um, so the uh, brightest thing you'll see on here, you can't help but notice, are these little um, foam zipper cases, these soft-sided zipper cases. And uh, we sell these in the Adafruit store. Not all of this is Adafruit stuff, a lot of it is. Uh, we sell these, and uh, they're not expensive. They come in a bunch of colors, and we also have some round ones. And I like to carry these in my bag. There's a, uh, I, I go and, uh, and work uh, off-site from my workshop and home sometimes at a local maker space. And I like to carry some uh, projects and supplies with me in my, in my bag. Uh, so I usually have a few of whatever I'm working on, uh, little parts. I've got some alligator clips with uh, 
male header pins attached to them so that I can hook different uh, circuit playground type projects to breadboard. Uh, I've got, uh, this is a blue, blue fruit uh, circuit playground and the TFT gizmo here. Uh, battery, a little short USB cable. Um, got a set of headphones in here. So I really like these things. Um, and I find them to be really useful so that I just have a set of things on hand that I'm likely to need. Um, a, uh, a, another one, this is more of a, a tip thing, but I, I mentioned having that headphone. Uh, having a set of headphones that have a button on them that are typically used for like muting on your phone, uh, I find those really useful for product uh, and project photography. So you'll see here, I've got a headphone. This is actually an Apple earbud, the kind of old school ones. Uh, it has this inline clicker in it. And I think when it's plugged in, it can be used for volume, uh, pause, volume up, down, and pause, play. But when you have the camera app turned on, it acts as a um, shutter release. So uh, I don't have my tripod here, but I'll, I'll, I have different types of tripods that I use to hook up either phones or iPads uh, so that I can work hands-free. And so what I like to do is, you'll see if I, if I just click this, it'll take a picture. What I usually do, I hold it in my mouth like that. And this will be on a tripod, and that way, whenever you see two hands of mine in a picture, I've just squeezed that with my mouth <laughs> to take the, the picture, and I try not to slobber on it too much. Um, but I find these really uh, very useful. There's no batteries to worry about, like with a, a Bluetooth uh, clicker, uh, selfie stick kind of remote. So um, it's one less thing to worry about. And as you collect iOS devices over the years, you probably have oh, half a dozen of these uh, headphones laying around because they usually come with it. So I just clipped the, the earbuds off on this one because I use it permanently for camera stuff. But uh, I found that to, to be a really good solution for, um, oops, come back. A uh, really good solution for doing photos on an iOS device. Um, and actually, that's another, another tip there is that I actually, while I have uh, some good cameras, very often I take my project photos using iOS devices because, especially with an iPad, uh, you can see so much more than looking through a little viewfinder or a little screen. So I like to use a full-size iPad for photos, and the cameras have gotten really, really good on them. So. Um, that, uh, that tends to be what I, what I shoot project photos with these days. Um, if I get into really tricky lighting situations with LEDs, I'll, I'll sometimes go to, I have an Olympus pen that I like to use, so I'll switch over to that. Uh, okay, let's see, moving through some of these other things. I find having a really big battery bank. This is, I put my workshop sticker on there, but this is a um, battery bank that we sell for charging phones. This one's great because it has a two amp or a 2.1 amp out as well as a one amp out. Uh, so it's very handy for charging things, also very handy for just powering things, uh, power a feather project, and it can be charging its own battery. Um, it's also really helpful for some audio things where if you're recording sound off of devices that are get getting power over USB, uh, if that's plugged into the same line as your computer or the same AC uh, as other devices, you sometimes get these ground loop uh, hum problems, these sounds that you want to get rid of. So using big battery banks is actually a, a, a sneaky way to get around that problem in a lot of cases. Uh, so I recommend those. Uh, you can get them anywhere, but we do have a few uh, different ones in the Adafruit store that I like. Uh, here's another one. This is, a, this is a recent one, but I'm a huge fan. 
of these little ring lights that we just started selling in the store. These have about a bazillion tiny white LEDs that are arrayed in a circle. Uh, they take nine volts. And you can see, since they have a hole through the middle, they're great for either putting in front of a lens uh, so that you get uh, light without blocking anything and the light source is coming from the same direction as the camera, so it helps with uh, not getting weird shadows. Uh, but also, you can see here, one of my most useful things for surface mount uh, soldering is my optical microscope. This is a vintage optical microscope from the 60s. Uh, it's a stereoscope, so you can actually see your depth uh, through it. And I uh, usually have had little lights off to the sides, but now I have a light right straight down the middle, which means, again, uh, fewer problems with shadows. It's a, it's a really nice diffused uh, directional source coming from the same spot as my, uh, as my microscope. So I actually just found that it happened to be a good enough fit to kind of wedge onto there, and it's, it's stuck fine. I didn't do anything fancy. Uh, hasn't fallen on me yet. Uh, another thing is, this is these run on 9 volt, and so what I have here is I'm actually using, there's a, a DC adapter uh, in the Adafruit store that has a selectable power out, switching between 3, 4.5, 6, 7.5, 9, and 12 volts. Uh, so I have that on 9, and it's, uh, I'm not sure what the current draws on these LED things, but I've got one of these little squid uh, DC 2.1 millimeter uh, supply um, multipliers, I guess you could call it, um, that goes from one to four. So you could plug in four of these things depending on, on what you're doing. Um, and I find those useful for just sharing a power supply across a few nine volt uh, devices. Uh, speaking of soldering and being under the microscope, another thing that I really like uh, is this um, uh, PCB stand or PCB holder. It's just a heavy plate of steel, um, which means A, it's good for sticking things to uh, with a magnet, which can be helpful sometimes depending on what you're doing. But it's got a nice little uh, adjustable um, grip here to hold a PCB. So this is a, a little um, Eurorack module that I'm building, and I'm, it's, it's a lot of SMD. Uh, chips to solder, so I like to stick them here underneath my microscope, and the stand holds it pretty nicely. Uh, using these tweezers, these are some also some Adafruit tweezers that I like a lot. We have a couple different ones in the store. Uh, these are good for, for SMD stuff. Uh, let's see, what else? This is something uh, I have needed for a long time and finally got earlier this year, which is one of these long-reach markers. You might have seen me use this in some projects, but uh, it's essentially a permanent marker with a really uh, let me zoom down in on this a little bit more for you. Permanent marker with a very skinny and fairly long um, barrel on it so that you can mark things through holes. So if you have holes drilled in something, you can transfer those markings. Or even you know, something like this, if I wanted to mark the holes from this uh, cricket. Let's, let's do a real thing. Let's transfer that uh, to this piece of foam, let's say. I'm, Got a little white piece of foam here that'll show up nice. Uh, normal pen might just not make it through there, so uh, this allows you to make your way, especially because I got the little foam feet or the rubber feet on the bottom of this. Uh, even I could go through these little capacitive touch holes if I'm planning on doing something with those in the project. So uh, that allows you to 
Oh, you couldn't see that, sorry. It allows you to make your way through holes, and you can see it can be, in this case, that far away that we can make a hole uh, or make a mark on something. So I find that to be really useful. Uh, there's a uh, very expensive German brand uh, that a lot of people like. Uh, I got this much less expensive brand on Amazon that has worked out fine. It's called the Dixon Reach, and it's worked out fine for me. Uh, weirdly, it's got like a belt holster uh, here for hooking it to your belt so that if you're uh, planning on uh, going around a job site and doing a lot of marking and, and just don't want to lose the thing, it doesn't clip on. It actually, yeah, slip your belt through that thing. So it's, uh, it's serious. It means business. Um, I did, I showed these actually. I, I showed one of these. This is the, uh, some of these helping hands that are, have a pretty significant uh, magnet in the base. And I have a steel workbench under this uh, maple top here. Oh, I'm disappearing, sorry. Uh, so I can stick that to the steel and hold things. These are really particularly great for wires that you're soldering together to hold two sides of a, a wiring or cable harness. Um, but you can see if you have bases, magnetic bases, you can kind of put these wherever you want. Uh, even sometimes I've done them sideways off of, off of these here to hold things temporarily. This is a pipe, so it's not super stable, but uh, love those, and I can store them just by sticking them to the underside of my workbench like that. Uh, let's see. What else did I want to show? Uh, those are some of the major things that I've been liking. Actually, uh, this one is, is uh, something I resisted for a long time because it's expensive and it seemed uh, gratuitous to me, and then I found myself using it over and over and over again, which is this little electric screwdriver. Um, so, you know, we're used to large-scale uh, drill drivers and sort of medium-scale household electric screwdrivers. This one's for these kinds of projects, and since I did a whole bunch of connecting um, TFT gizmos to Circuit Playground Blue Fruits, I found it to be invaluable for this this use right here, uh, which is boom and done. You can go through and, and add a bunch of these screws, take them out really quickly. Uh, I'm just using it in its default mode. I think I might have set the torque level on it one time. Uh, it charges over micro USB, and I think it's an open source firmware. So it's really not likely I'm ever going to hack the firmware on my screwdriver, but you can. So know that. Uh, let's see. Other stuff that I've, uh, that I've got, I'll, I'll mention... Um, as far as reuse goes in upcoming projects, I'm not sure what this is going to turn into, but a friend of mine gave me a, a, a delightful uh, bottle of an adult beverage that came in this very stylish uh, box. It was a, it was a bottle of uh, Pirat rum, and they put it into this piratey looking porthole box. It's just like a thin MDF with a veneer on it and uh, or some stain and uh, a little map drawn in there. But I kind of like the look and the size and the feel of it and it happens to be perfect dimensions for a NeoPixel ring. So this fits inside of here uncannily well. I would probably want to use some diffuser on it or point it inward to light something in, in the box there. Maybe use it for some sort of 3D shadow casting clock or something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but if you have ideas, let me know in the chat. I'd be curious what people would do with that box. It's a pretty cool box. Um, so thanks to my friend Bruce for the gift. And uh, the rum is delicious, but I'm also going to make the most out of uh, 
out of the box it came in. So uh, let's see. I think that's it for uh, for things I wanted to show and talk about. Let me head back over here. Um, I will uh, pop over to the chat, like I said. I'm, I'm curious what people are are thinking. Uh, PCB holder is perfect for hot air work. It retains the heat and helps to keep the board warm while, while reworking. That's good to know. Um, the um, I mentioned a, a few different projects or products rather that are in the store. So uh, I don't want to forget to to remind you that you can get ten percent off if you head to the store and you're you're checking out and getting some some good things. Uh, that you can uh, get ten percent off with that code Yule Goat Y U L E dash Goat. We we'll get you ten percent off. Um, and, oh, hey, yeah, thank you uh, in the chat. People were saying, yes, glad that was a loose wire on, uh, on this little, little guy here and not a, uh, it really looked, didn't it really look like it had like, boo, it like flashed on for a second and was gone. I think it was just a weird coincidence. Um, uh, Connor McCarter says that Adam Savage used a variety of that marker, of the thin marker. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen him mention that. He must have put that in a my favorite things kind of thing or something at some point. Um, Oh yeah, keep the keepsake lit display. That would be another nice use for that box. Yeah, it, it does kind of have a trophy uh, sort of look to it. You could put a a cool something or other, an action figure in there. What's gonna go in there? Put a little turntable in it, so it's, so it's moving. Uh, could remove this. This is just acrylic or, or some kind of plastic. Could remove that so that it's an open, uh, the, like a light box. Who knows? But Keep those suggestions coming in. I'll, I'll try to make something with that at some point this year. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's all the time we've got. Thanks for stopping by. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Sorry I didn't have a, a project project this week. Um, I, do, uh, I do have a couple of Christmas gifts that I'm excited about. One is this shirt for my son with a bunch of synthesizers on it. The other is this stuffed hummingbird. So this hummingbird is now on the show. I like hummingbirds. Um, what can I say? All right, thank you so much for stopping by, and I will uh, also wish you a happy new year in advance. I'll actually uh, run the show on the day after New Year's, and uh, again, I'm not doing a project, a new project that week. I will uh, be getting back on some uh, Bluetooth LE projects. I'm actually just starting to read up on Bluetooth LE, so I am uh, more fluent in it uh, for some coming projects. I have a uh, LED light bulb uh, that's a Bluetooth LED light bulb uh, I think it's called a magic lamp or a magic lantern that I'll be uh, I think doing a project with in a couple weeks but uh, next week we'll uh, probably have some recap stuff uh, maybe some other tips and tricks things from the workshop if you have ideas of what you'd like to see me do with uh, that, little, that little space of time I'll still do a make code minute, game of the week all that but uh, if you want to see something on the workbench uh, let me know maybe I'll be able to build something with that by then Uh, That's it for today. Thank you so much for stopping by John Park's workshop. I'm John Park for Adafruit Industries, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.